Welcome to Mini Mantis 14. How's everyone? Good. 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 All right. Well, since it is episode 14, the only thing I have on 14 is the M14. It's a globular cluster of stars in the constellation Affinicus. But that's not what I thought you were going to say. Oh, what do you think I was going to say? The like uh, rifle. Oh, no, not no, not that, not that M14. Interesting yeah, as well. Yeah. But uh, the only reason I like to bring it up is because one of the early things that probably got me hooked on astronomy was that when they launched the Hubble and they pointed Hubble to uh, the space telescope to an empty field of stars and took a picture and just let the light gather, it's like riddled with dots. And then when they zoom in on those dots, each dot is a galaxy. Jeez, man. That's wow. Crazy. Yeah. Yeah, that's it's crazy. Yeah, yeah. So there. So, and Carl Sagan most famously said, or famously said, if all the sand on Earth, there are more stars. Every grain of sand, if you compare that to as many stars, there's there's more stars in the sky than there are grains of sand on the planet Earth. Thus, I would argue, right? And this this mind blowing. This that lends is. to the Drake equation. The sun is just a star. Sure. If every star is a sun, tell me that there's not just accidentally another planet somewhere in the right habitable zone yeah. around that. Tell me there's not when there's bill- trillions of stars more. Yeah. So it's a number so big we can't really. Right. I mean, there's there's billions of stars in the Milky Way galaxy. Just alone. Yeah. Yeah. And that's just here. So come on. Tell me that there's not another planet somewhere out of, and you could basically say invent infinity amount of stars, just yeah. countless stars. And, you know, come on now. I just can't believe that there's not. There's other beings out there, man. Yeah. All right, let's calm down. Hey, UFOs are going crazy right now. They are. They are going crazy. The- we'll have to have James back. We are. We're going to have to. James is blowing up our phones all the time with yeah. articles. Yeah, the words out of my mouth. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We we'll get him that. back and we'll get filled in because I, I, I feel like I know only so little. I mean, it's 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 pop culture now to talk about UFOs again. I think you'll have women with the UFO hairdos and the, oh. you know, the, the cars will start looking more streamlined. I think you can, you know, blame some of the UFO stuff for that that trend in automotive history. Yeah. I think I don't think that's coming from my brain. I think I've, I read or heard that somewhere. Anyway. Things definitely got spacey like in the late 50s. Yeah. Oh, like yeah. with the big fins and the bubble top yeah. glass and all that stuff. Yeah. the A lot of the concept cars look like straight up UFOs with wheels. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> and the whole nuclear thing, you know, the missile, missile age and stuff. That's mm-hmm. That stuff's all cool. I love to go out west and look at some of that stuff. I want to go to Trinity, which is where they detonated the first atomic bomb Ooh, is there still yeah well you can visit there but there's still this stuff it's something it's some kind of glass but it only exists one place and that well maybe two in the middle of like a supernova star or wherever they've detonated an atomic bomb is it safe now like there's no i mean it's there's a heightened level okay that your detector will get but uh it's safe i mean you wouldn't probably want to live there for 50 years. <laughs> but at this point, I think I could live there for 50 years. Yeah. Fine we, I mean, we don't even have 50 years left. That's right. So yeah, we're good. Yeah. So anyway, enough about enough about that silly science. That gobbledygook. 
Yeah. No, I was kidding. Uh, yeah, tonight, man, we got an interesting one. You know, when we when we pulled, put on the microphone or the headphones and pulled up our mics, Sam was saying, you know, we need a good one tonight. We've got a good one for you tonight, Sam. Oh, I can't wait. Have you guys heard of the spree killer, Elliot Roger? No. All right. He is basically... Ate a lot of that candy. I will, I will say this real quick. Joe spoiled the topic the other day he texted <laughs> us and was like hey this is i've got a good many and then he went ahead and like sent us the, the yeah, picture of the guy and everything and then he got here and he said we're not gonna do that one and <laughs> yeah. so i was like awesome now i don't know what it is again <laughs> right and you were like hey you all want to go ahead and know what it is i was like no yeah no. yeah i like being as uninformed as possible and man. then we may forget and be surprised again with the, right? with the last one <laughs> like when i go to edit the episode and none of us remember what what we talked about yeah just don't look back in our text conversation. Right. Yeah, there we picture. go. Yeah, because we won't say it. That way you won't hear it again. Yeah. Yep. So Ooh. let's talk about Elliot Roger. Let's talk about this. Guy. Elliot Oliver Robertson Roger. Hey, save some names for some other people. <laughs> <laughs> Name hoarder. Right off the bat. <laughs> Was born on July 24th, 1991 in London, England. It's close to my birthday. Well, not I mean, not the year. But right, but the day. Right, right. It's close right. to my birthplace. I'm only like one continent over. I was going to say, hey, hey, hey. His father is famed British director Peter Roger. Man, those people with two first names just freak me out sometimes, but that's a different story. Mostly known for his 2009 documentary, Oh My God, as well as his work on the Hunger Games film. Okay. So he did not direct it, but he was something like second unit director, whatever that means. You know, in Hollywood, yeah, yeah. like there's five million names after right. a movie. Although, you know, he's directed a lot of other projects and received actually quite a few awards. So this guy's a, a, an accomplished director. Sure. Elliot's mother, uh, Lee Chin, was a healthcare worker who also was associated with film as she was one of the nurses on the set of Indiana Jones and the Last Crusade. Whoa. Okay. No shisa. Great movie. Yeah. In 1996, when Elliot was five, the Roger family, which now included a little sister named Georgia, they moved back to California. By all accounts, at this time, Elliot was a normal, happy child during these years, but the good times wouldn't last for long, guys. They never do on this podcast. Not on this one. <laughs> Who wants to talk about that? Uh, a couple years after moving back to California, Peter and Lee Chan got a divorce. Some kids adapt better than others, but we can almost be certain that this impacted Elliot in some negative way. Uh, then barely a year later, pe uh, Peter married Moroccan actress Sumaya Akabun. If Whatever. It's that, gotta be that sounded lovely. Sure. I, I think you probably nailed it. <laughs> who was who mostly known for her role in a movie called The Green Zone. That is a military-themed action thriller starring Matt Damon that was released in 2010. I don't know how big of a part she had in it, but when you go to the Green Zone cast, she's like seven rows down on the people's mm. pictures. So I'm, yeah. I'm guessing she yeah, was a co-starring with Matt Damon. Yeah, there we go. Yeah, seven rows down. <laughs> I, I wouldn't mind being in that crowd. <laughs> Surely the fairly sudden replacement of his mother by a voluptuous Moroccan actress didn't help matters with Elliot. Not to excuse his later actions, just trying to piece together what may or may not have helped mold this bizarre outlook on the world that he formed. Yeah, we're not trying to be profilers. No, not at all. We're podcasters. <laughs> the happy little boy Elliot had been was starting to fade. He was growing more and more shy and awkward around people. Also, he was beginning to exhibit certain signs of OCD and perhaps even Asperger's. He would only wear one specific outfit. He would always place his plate in the exact same spot on the dinner table and was having more and more difficulty interacting with others. He began seeing a therapist at the age of eight, and although he would eventually be diagnosed with 
Pervasive Developmental Disorder Not Otherwise Specified. That's the name. Wow. It is on the autism spectrum somewhere. Okay. Uh, that diagnosis didn't come until 2007 when Elliot was 16 years old, though. Is it sad that I think I'm ready in life to, to do the thing like you always see on TV shows and movies where someone has the same outfit, like hanging up in their closet, 50 of them? That's the, uh, uh, the Ernest P. Worrell closet. Yes, yes. yes. I, seriously, I'm not even, this isn't a bit, I'm not joking. Like, I just don't care about that. Right. It's just like, I don't want to decide. I don't want to, matching or clashing, I don't know. That way, it would just you would all, it would be done. Einstein did that as well. Yeah. Um, Bart Simpson, blue shorts, red shirt for the last 30 years. I need 50 NASA shirts. <laughs> That's what I'm wearing tonight. This would be perfect. Yeah. Have the hat there too. That yeah. way you're not sweating in the same hat all the time. Dude, there you go. Yeah. I mean, really, when you get to a point, like, who are we trying to impress at this point? Yeah. You know? How many be- how many people would think you were gross, though? They'd be like, that guy never changed. <laughs> I've seen him in that shirt. Yeah. <laughs> For three weeks now. Yeah, exactly. I, you'd have to, um, the socials, the socials, as we call them in, yeah, the, yeah, yeah. You know, in the biz, uh, they could save you because you could take a picture of your closet and say, look, I'm not a skank. <laughs> I have different versions. I'm yes. taking a shower every day yes. that I smell. Not every day. Every other day. Every Tuesday. Yeah, exactly. So anyway, <laughs> I don't know if we want to leave that tangent in, but I just identified with the kid that- Leave owned. it in. You open Ivan's closet and it's 25 Dawn of Mantis shirts. Yeah. Yeah. See? There you go. <laughs> it is. It'd have to be whatever I could wear to work and then what's also comfortable on the weekend. So I'd have to think about it a little bit, but plan it out perfect. Just 20 pairs of- khakis khaki mm-hmm. pants yeah and then 20 just like polo collared shirts yeah to, that are just like beige yeah <laughs> oh my gosh no i'm thinking but for me it's it's the polo shirt that doesn't have the collar that has the three buttons there oh i like it's that. like, I like a t-shirt but it has buttons so it's not a t-shirt you i know? like those yeah that's me that that that's it that's all i'd wear all right let's do it all right no except for podcast nights when we start to wear fun outfits yeah we are gonna start to do that i've next got next week I'm gonna go go to Goodwill as well, and right. we're gonna have some outfits. Sam, are you in? We you know what? If we're gonna be dressing up like gay lion tamers, I want I want a video cast at least for a little bit to throw on YouTube or something. Because I looked fun. I looked like a '70s golfer yeah. last week. You know how many times we talked about it on the podcast? Zero. Zero. Goose egg. I thought about Joey, that. I thought about Joey, that after you left. Joey was all dressed up like a 1984 golfer. And we Not said nothing. He had a hat on. He had like a he had like a newsboy's hat on. We yeah. said nothing. He could have been Arnold Palmer's caddy. I could have. Wait till you see the next week's outfit, buddy. All right. So back to Elliot. Uh, due to his parents' occupations and status, Elliot was exposed to the glitz and glam of Hollywood at a pretty young age. He later wrote in his journal, and I quote. My little nine-year-old self realized that there were hierarchies, that some people were better than others. Jealousy and envy, those are two things that would dominate my entire life and bring me immense pain. Some of the seven deadly sins, I think, if I'm not mistaken. Two of them, I think. Yep. By his early teens, Elliot was having great difficulty fitting in at school, and he was mercilessly bullied by his classmates. He was shoved into lockers, had food thrown at him during lunch, and was once even held down and had his head taped to the desk. Hmm. Mostly, he would just try to keep to himself, and more than once was found hiding in some back room or closet crying. I still feel like that's like a lot of like, I mean, scotch tape's usually the only thing around a school. <laughs> sure. So, Sam, my so, wheels are turning here, too. Like, I was like, Sam, stop it and talk about something. I want to uh, examine this. I mean, did they wrap it all the way top, under, back, and around, and, you know, that way? Or, because you wouldn't just, like, kind of do the 
just on the sides. No, because that, right. that would that yeah. that wouldn't stick. No. It would have to be all the way around that thing. Right, and a scotch tape roll is not that much. Right. I I'm just several saying. of them. I don't know. My masking masking tape when doubled is has a good tensile strength. <laughs> <laughs> Leave that in. I don't cut that, that out. I'm not going to. What if they were in shop class and there happened to be duct tape around? Ooh, or something, you yeah. know? Yeah, he's ducked. There could then. be that. I mean, he's not coming off of that thing. <laughs> <laughs> oh, as we laugh at his pain. No, but that's why, okay, well, we'll keep going. We're not going to feel bad for him at the end of this, so we can laugh. Okay. Because he goes on to do some horrible things. Oh, I know. I'm, I'm, I'm so going to be ruthless. Have at it, Adam. I wish yeah. I could have helped tape his head onto the desk. <laughs> Now I'd fart in his mouth afterwards. Take that, Bucko. <laughs> I mean, that probably happened at some school somewhere. But I guess he's still a kid, so I take that. Back. <laughs> I mean, could this not have all led up to how he became? Though? Exactly. Yeah, it didn't help. Dang, Sam. Now he made me feel bad. <laughs> I was joking about taping this. I would never tape a kid's head. To I know. I know. We kid. We kid. As most awkward teenage boys do, or many of them, I guess. Elliot found an escape through video games, mostly World of Warcraft. He became obsessed with the online game and was holed up in his room playing it throughout most of his teenage years. Yeah, it's a good game. Elliot was moved around to different schools in hopes that he'd eventually find a place where he could finally fit in. He attended Crespi Carmelite High School, (laughs) an all-boys Catholic school in Encino, Los Angeles, then Taft High School in Woodland Hills, and eventually a tiny 100-student school called Independence High. By the time he graduated high school, Elliot was fully steeped in anger and resentment towards the opposite sex. He wrote, and I quote, yeah, he explains it a lot. And I'm going to have Sam pull up a video here in a few minutes that will, that Elliot will tell us exactly. Okay. He will explain it very well. But he said in his journal, and I quote, finding out about sex is one of those things that destroyed my entire life. Sex, the very word fills me with hate. I always covet it. I would always fantasize about it, but I would never get it. Well, I have the opposite feeling. Well, I, I actually have both feelings <laughs> about that. Like, you can think about it kind of scientifically, and you could think about it like a guy's going to think about it, too, you know? Sure. And, and it's really kind of a weird process. I don't know. Almost when you see two animals on a, on a nature show doing David it. I mean, it's, very, it's very awkward. The male That's true. bites the female's neck and holds her down for submission. Yeah, I can think of it the other way too, obviously. Well, you know, there's many you 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 evolve as you the way you think about it. Like obviously when we're teenagers, when you think no, about no, it, you're just no, like, no science there. Yeah. But uh you know what? I don't mind saying I have very low testosterone and I don't think about it in any way much anymore. I was having a conversation with a guy at work the other day, just a couple of days ago, and he had brought that up, and I'm not gonna say who, so it can it can just be anonymous. Yeah, sure. But you know, you there's always that guy that's just like he's just walking around just all pent up because it's been like a week or whatever and he's talking about his wife it's it's been last Tuesday you know and I'm just like oh dude you should try having really low testosterone it's so freeing you just oh you just don't give a shit there's just not always that most guys are just at least like 10% just just pent up a little just a little yeah as they walk around for that you know what i mean like looking at some girl and and you're just your mind goes into some horrible like oh i'd like her. then you get your catch yourself you're like oh 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 you get dizzy oh okay no but dude i'm gonna like start selling a pill on this podcast that just tanks your testosterone levels and then you have so much more time to think about other stuff like research and podcast and yeah who's your favorite band and say like serial killer facts yeah <laughs> 
or maybe that's what did it in the first place. What's that? Well, the serial killer facts and oh, researching yeah. everything that's on the podcast. That could probably take your testosterone from <laughs> all that murder and, you know. True. It's like throwing up a food from a restaurant so you don't want to eat at that restaurant, you know, because yeah. it's like kind of gross or whatever. Yeah. Well, I mean, there's a lot of, what, 125 episodes and no climax. <laughs> And normally I climax by the first episode. Okay. Elliot. Oh, so, so we're back to like, the, he wants sex. He's, oh, we're back to the, the story. Yeah. <laughs> no, we were vaguely I know. attached to it. Um, in other words, though, right now, he's, a, he's where every teenage boy is. Sure. Before they've gotten it. Remember, it was just this magical thing that people told stories about. And like you knew a guy whose cousin had done that. and Like he, gold at the end of the rainbow. Yes. And I had a friend named Greg who, I, I think looking back, he was lying, but he said he had done it. And comparing From what like he told sandbags. me it was like now, like he told me what it was like then. And I was trying to imagine, like, what's it like? And then knowing what it's like, I was like, I don't think he'd really done it. <laughs> <laughs> like it's, it was not accurate. Elliot tried. He bought nice clothes. 300 Now, look, remember, his parents are, are well off. Right. He had no problem, like, with money and stuff. Mm-hmm. He had $300 sunglasses. He drove a brand-new BMW, real slick. He did everything he could to exude the appearance of a handsome, desirable, successful, potential mate for the opposite sex, okay? Mm-hmm. He describes himself as magnificent, beautiful, and the perfect gentleman in the videos that he would post on YouTube. This suggests a healthy dose of narcissism and maybe even some sociopathy to go along with his other mental disorder. But the one thing Elliot couldn't seem to do was actually approach and talk to girls. Which, unless you're Pete Davidson, you need to do. Apparently, Pete Davidson could just stand there and girls, like, magnetize to him. And I don't get that. Yeah, and think about now. Like, you can just start messaging so they think that, hey, this is an outgoing, this is really outgoing dude, right? Yeah. And you meet him and it's like, why does he just always stare at the ground? Yeah. Hands in his pockets. I'm going to go to the bathroom so I can text you. I'm too nervous (laughs) to talk to you. Uh, Instead of being frustrated at himself for his shortcomings, he deflected that anger, hatred, and resentment towards the girls. It was ultimately easier to hate them than to approach them. This hatred also grew to any couple he saw in public. Anyone who had anything he wanted but could never have. They had everything he wanted and could never have. So right now, there's a video on YouTube, and it's called Elliot Roger Chilling Videos Before Spree. I kind of wonder if he did have everything he wanted. Surely he's not going to be stable, and there's going to be other problems. You know, and reading, I think you're right, because reading this, after this all happened, there were people that came out. Like, he would say, no one would ever be my friend. I couldn't get friends. And there were classmates that would say, the guy was just closed off. Like, you'd try to talk to him. Yeah. and he would. So he was like one of those guys, like, he's projecting his own, mm, like, yeah. he's already decided that he's not going to have any friends, so he's just going to shut you down. Yeah, you can you know? only try to open somebody up so much before, you know, you just, you just get a weird feeling. I mean, you should... Because it takes a lot of bravery to try, you know, right. someone's sitting there by himself, and that's that's a ton of bravery, but... If you tried that a whole bunch of times and every, I mean, it's like negativity back and body language and everything included. So how, how much do you try? Right. Exactly. And that was the thing. He expected everyone to just come up and, 
and do all of the work. Sure. While he just sat there. He's like, yeah. well, I got my new glasses and my cool shirt, and I'm just leaning by my BMW. Some girl just needs to come up here and take her sure, clothes yeah. off. It's like, uh, it <laughs> normally doesn't work that way. No. Maybe does sometimes. Got to meet in the middle in that great country song. <laughs> the lyrics of that great country Diamond song. Diamond Rio. It's six minutes and 23 seconds. Hey, Elliot Roger here. I'm just sitting in my car right now, enjoying the view of the beach. And my view has been ruined by this sight right here. In front of me, sitting right there on that bench, is a young couple. I presume about my age. I was enjoying such a nice view until they came and sat down and started kissing. This... This is the reason why life isn't fair. Why does that guy get to have such a beautiful girlfriend while I'm all alone? Why? Why can't I experience something like that right there? So it's like a vlog kind of thing? Yeah, mm -hmm. and he would post them. He did several of them. And that those are feelings at that point that a lot of teenage boys have had. Sure. At that point, uh, and, sure. you know, I mean, you're just like, what's that guy have that I, uh, right, right, you know, yeah. I mean, so why can't I have that? Yeah. So I, I can sympathize with his feelings and here's a story and it, this happened 25 years ago and I can still remember it. It's 1996 <laughs> set the scene. Ace of bass is playing. No, I'm just kidding. But picture me, little 16 year old Joey. If you want to picture what I look like, think of Tony from Dazed and Confused. Okay. I had long red hair, wire rim glasses, like my hair split down the middle, Zeppelin t-shirt, ripped up jeans. I just look like a hippie, right? Okay. I'm driving my old, I got an old muscle car, super slick. You know, it's got Krager wheels, really loud, you know? So if there was ever a peak, that might have been mine, right? Okay. So you were a mix between the nerds in Days and Confused and the, and the ones with the cool cars. I was. Yeah. It was this weird, you know, this weird <laughs> mixture. So... My family's having this get together. I roll up, you know, probably listening to CCR or something. And a lot of my cousins. Say sweet emotion. Oh, yeah. <laughs> for, yeah. Real, for really going to go dazed and confused. Power eat the moon tower. Um, I roll up, and a lot of my female cousins have brought friends about my age. So all of a sudden, this is not just a family thing anymore. It's like, oh, there's like four or five girls here. Yeah. Know? Oh, yeah. Oh, then as a teenage boy, you're automatically just like, mm, okay. So. Or a 39-year-old man. <laughs> <laughs> but see, that was awesome. Nice. So I'll never forget this. The whole time we're eating, and I'm a little bit shy, but I'm maybe throw out a comment or something, and you might, you might like, oh, you know, oh, that one's getting potato salad. I suddenly need some potato salad. So you go over there and, you know, get some out too. Just stand next to her. Nothing would really happen. Meanwhile, this is where the Elliot Roger comes out of me. There's a guy, and he's like my third or fourth cousin or something. I can't even remember his name. He was there. He's over there hunched over a plate of spaghetti, shoveling it in his mouth like a, like a, a Cro-Magnon. He looks up, and he's got spaghetti sauce around his, like a clown makeup, smiley face of spaghetti sauce. I hear these girls, and this is not an exaggeration. They're like over there like, who's that? Asking my cousins, who's that? And they're like, oh, that's so-and-so. And they're like, mm. <laughs> like giggling. And I'm like, really? And so 
you know, he gets done slopping his spaghetti in his mouth. Then it comes time. My parent or my, uh, this family owns a lot of land over there. Now it's time to go down to the Creek, which was like three quarters of a mile away. We're all going to pile in cars. Right. And so they automatically, these girls walk over to this guy and they're like, can we ride down there with you? And they pile into his shitty beat up Monte Carlo. And I just saunter back to my pretty damn cool muscle car all on my own. And I was, I just told my grandpa, I was like, I'm just going to head back to the house. I'm a little tired. And I just remember driving home, just like looking at myself in the rear view, like, what is wrong with me? You know, it was, I was dejected. It was to this day. I remember like, it really can like, you know, out of like four or five, I'm like, not even one, not even one would even want to, no one even, I, I was like a ghost there, you know, dude. And it really like to a teenage boy. Or maybe a 39-year-old man, too. Dude, it can make you feel like shit. Was it a gravel drive? It was. I would have slung gravel all over his That's your Elliot Roger coming out. See? That's the thing. He felt like he wasn't being paid attention to, and it just built up where he's like, oh, then I want them all to die. You know what I mean? He went overboard with it. But I think everybody took it that far. I just slung gravel on the guy's (laughs) car, like peeled out, threw gravel on the guy's car, and... (laughs) Got and out of there in my I, sweet El Camino. Yeah, that's I the, think one of it, them you nailed it. One of them probably liked you, and they were like, "What about that one?" And the other ones were like, "No, that looks like, like the type of dude that would leave you once a week and do some dumb podcast or something." <laughs> Pod- I want a man that stays by my side. What's a podcast? It's 1996. <laughs> I don't know. I think it'll be called that. But to me, not, the only thing worse could have been if a. A caveman drug his knuckles out of the forest. Basically did. And then one of the girls was like, well, I literally see no one else here I'd rather talk to. And then went up to, you know, it's like, it's just that feeling. And I think everybody's had it. Everybody's been at a party or been at some social thing where you kind of feel like you're invisible or something. And all you wanted was for just one, God, even if just one of those pretty girls just would have like smiled at me, you know, anything. But Yeah, but we're not so civilized because you got to think the, the, the big baboon, the male baboon with a huge red ass. He's the one. <laughs> he's the one that pushes all the other smaller males out of the tree, and the women like him because he might be more active, like sexually active, and be more, you know, just like in her. She knows she wants that so she can reproduce, so the species can survive. So we're not. We're you know, that's just a nature thing. They like that guy because they could probably take care of him or whatever. I should have went up. Grabbed a handful of spaghetti sauce and made myself had a red ass, and then knocked him out of the way and just be like, "See, grabbed one of them and drug her to my El Camino." That's why us three need to. We need to ride around cartoon and have some people animated it. We could have a scene like that. Can you imagine how good that would be? Like I'm, I I explained to you about the the baboon thing, and that's that what's what makes you want to do that at the the barbecue. (laughs) That would be amazing. But I get it, Elliot Roger, and all these videos. He's just like. These girls don't know what I have to now. I didn't think I was the shit or anything, but he kind of does. Where he's like, they don't know how awesome I am or how much I have. But I'm over here thinking, I play guitar. You know, like what does this guy do? Other neat spaghetti all over his face. Come yeah. on, man. Yeah, that, I mean, if they like that guy, you didn't want him anyway, right? Because they, you know, everybody has a little Elliot Roger in them. Sure, no, saying. no, I get, I get what you're saying. I've been in that same type of scenario it's it sucks out loud ivan's putting sure. himself back in 1996 right there with you trying to be yeah like, i know you don't, you don't want those girls wait i was the guy like eating the spaghetti <laughs> <laughs> yeah it was you monte carlo wait a second <laughs> oh man
man. If you were, I just missed you by a few years. We we met not too long after '96, but it was just just a few years after that. So anyway, after high school, <clears throat> after high, speaking of 1996, <laughs> I'm going through <laughs> puberty again. <clears throat> after high school, Gosh, Elliot, come on, Peter Brady, get it together. <laughs> After high school, Elliot began attending the University of California at Santa Barbara, and it wasn't long before he began to take out his frustrations and jealousy on others. In 2011, he threw hot coffee on a couple he was jealous of. Not long after that, he again threw coffee, this time at two girls he was angry at for not smiling at him. A little much. A year later, he uh, filled a super soaker with orange juice and sprayed it all over a group playing kickball at Gersh Park. Not really. I sure. thought you were going to say piss. No, see, orange juice. I mean, yeah. come on. Way stickier. It is sticky, but I mean, it. I don't know. Open your mouth. Is that Tropicana? You're like, <laughs> oh man, no pulp. Thanks. No. <laughs> what if it was like Sunny D? Oh, oh I don't like get Sunny that D. shit away from me. It's like it's like it's like always save orange juice to me. Mm-hmm. I can hear Elliot Rogers saying, "Of course, there's no pulp. It would stop up the nozzle." <laughs> What did he snarls on? He snarls. I don't know. He he actually has kind of a smooth voice. Yeah, no, that's very good. That's so. What Sam pointed out when we played the audio, there's obviously a video with it. He's a he's a normal. He's a good looking kid. He's he's a normal, completely normal, thin, just relatively good looking kid. Mm-hmm. I honestly can't understand how he didn't. Let's just be frank. Get laid. Well, he, no, he shot himself in the foot by. Probably by the time he had an opportunity, he was so anxious and so negative before. Like, if anyone picked up on that negativity, yeah, I mean, it's over. Yeah, you could yeah. be like, you know, good-looking kid or man, you know, whatever. But yeah, if, if your demeanor and attitude can be a complete turnoff, no matter how good you look. Yeah, that's true. Okay. Yeah, because at first glance, you're just like, he is dressed nice. He does have 300. He is standing in front of a brand new BMW. It's like, damn, why couldn't you? But yeah, I guess if you've already got that front out mm-hmm. there and you're just exuding this whatever. Yeah. This bad vibe yeah. that people can feel. Like nothing ever works out for me. <laughs> hey, nothing ever works out for me. Would you like to go out with me? It's like, no. No. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. Self-fulfilling When you're already prophecy. being negative. Yep. Nobody's, yeah. Your vibe attracts your tribe. Hey, very nice. There you go. Everywhere he went, Elliot Rogers saw the injustice that made his life miserable. Everywhere he looked, there were beautiful girls, and he was too scared to talk to them. Couples holding hands and kissing, laying on the beach, walking down the street. At that point, he's too afraid to talk to them. It's like, why can't I have one? Yeah. You you have to talk to them. You have to talk to them. (laughs) But they always say no. It's like, well, uh, if you never talk to them, it's an automatic no. Right. It's like the lottery. If you I don't mean, play well, this is all low-hanging fruit. I'm, not, I'm so smart. <laughs> Couples holding hands and kissing, laying on the beach, walking down the street, were everywhere. His anger had nearly reached the boiling point. But the straw that broke the camel's back occurred in July of 2013. Elliot had uncharacteristically decided to go to a college party. Okay. Very weird. So he was probably putting himself out there. Oh, yeah. As usual, instead of approaching any of the girls, he elected to instead stare at them from a distance and then hate them for not approaching him. Yeah, Reminds me of Dumb and Dumber. Put out the vibe. <laughs> Is that what he said? Yep. Yeah. Tell her I've got a rapist wit. <laughs> Did you have a thought, Sam? You look like your gears were turning. Well, they were when you were reading it. I'm like, you know, the whole 
stand in a dark corner and just stare at everybody <laughs> like you hate them. Yeah. That's really going to attract. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Be- your bedroom eyes can look like, you know, I'll kill you eyes. I would think. <laughs> True. I don't think they're a bedroom very, eyes. Very like, you know, very gray area there. But there is that girl. There's always that one girl that likes the dark and twisty guy. Mm-hmm. Just like the complicated, shrubbled, mm. dark and twisty guy, too. So I can't, I, I'm surprised he didn't run into one of those girls like the fixer-upper. I'll fix him, like one of those girls. But he's always so weird and dark. Yeah, but you don't know him like I do. Chop you downer. I mean, because <laughs> he probably, like like we are saying, he probably pulled off. It was just too heavy. Yeah. Like, they, there's something to that. Pheromones and stuff like that, you know. You can sense a, a deadly animal. True. Okay. Okay. Good point. I think. Point taken. Well, he grew so angry that he walked over to a group of girls who were sitting on the ledge of a balcony 10 feet off the ground, and he attempted to shove them off. He failed, but a group of dudes, drunk college dudes that had witnessed it, proceeded to shove him over the ledge, then go down. He broke his ankle when he landed, and when he tried to get up, they beat the shit out of him, which he kind of had coming because mm, he just yeah. tried to shove girls mm. off a ledge. Yeah, but it's just a prank. No, I'm kidding. I'm joking. I'm joking. <laughs> A neighbor would later state that Elliot came home from the attack bloody and crying, vowing that he was going to kill the men who beat him and then himself. I should be able to push people off a ledge if I want to. Yeah, see this guy, some significant mental health issues going on. Oh, yeah. In fact, he tried to press charges against the guys who beat him up, claiming that they had bullied him for no reason. But the charges fell through after it was discovered that Elliot was the aggressor. Yep. This was the same time that he began to write his Day of Retribution, in quotes, in his manifesto. He was writing a manifesto, too, by the way. Oh, man. That's that's never that's never Anybody, awesome. Whoever wrote a manifesto that was good, it's like, oh, that's positive. Or like, nothing, <laughs> nothing's going to happen after. It's usually like, he killed 20 people. Uh, Ted Kaczynski wrote a manifesto. The crazy thing is there's, a, there's good ideas in there, you know, but- I've heard- Uh, You got to throw the baby out with the bathwater on that, I think. Well, he was kind of right in a lot of ways about technology. Not about killing people, but Kaczynski was right about technology taking over. But anyway. So it was on this day that Elliot began his plan to attack and get a a vengeance on the world. Right. Sure. Throughout this time, Elliot continued to post videos on his YouTube page, voicing his disgust for couples and his frustrations over not having a girlfriend and not having lost his virginity. So, Sam, you want to play that same video? This one's from the very beginning. Two minutes in. Elliot Roger here. I'm up in the hills in Montecito right now. It's truly a beautiful day. But, as I've always said, a beautiful environment is the darkest hell if you have to experience it all alone. And sadly, I've been alone for a very long time. I've been attending college in Santa Barbara for about two and a half years now. And in those two and a half years, I've experienced nothing but loneliness and misery. And my problem is girls. There are so many beautiful girls here, but none of them give me a chance, and I don't know why. I don't know why you girls are so repulsed by me. It doesn't make sense. I do everything I can to appear attractive to you. I dress nice. I'm sophisticated. I'm magnificent. I have a nice car, a BMW. 
nicer than 90% of the people in my college. Um, you know, I'm polite. I'm the ultimate gentleman. And yet, you girls, you never give me a chance. I don't know why. You know, I, I, I put a lot of effort into dressing nice. These, these sunglasses here were $300. Giorgio Armani. So I'll put them on. See? So yeah, um, he didn't have a problem with his uh, self-esteem. Nope. So yeah, he, he was a narcissist, a bit of a narcissist. He would just go stand around at parties and be like, I'm a god. Why aren't people just coming up and offering to be with me? I don't get it. Mm -hmm. Elliot was also busy during this time planning his attack. He purchased three guns and began practicing shooting at a nearby firing range. He wrote, and I quote, as I fired my first few rounds, I felt so sick to my stomach. There I was, practicing shooting with real guns because I had a plan to carry out a massacre. Why did things have to be this way? Ooh. In April of 2014, after not hearing from her son for a few days, Lee Chin became concerned and started snooping around on Elliot's social maids. That's when she discovered the disturbing series of videos on YouTube. Although none were threatening, she was concerned about his well-being and state of mind. She called Elliot's life coach. He had a life coach. I mean, that's they had life coach money. <laughs> Ooh, yeah. Yeah. Who then called the Santa Barbara District Mental Health Hotline. And soon there were six officers knocking on Elliot's apartment door. Well, Elliot managed to convince the police that there was nothing to worry about. And the officers ended up leaving without doing so much as a background check or a gun check. Fantastic. Yeah, he was just like, ah, it's blown off steam. And there it is left. So just a few weeks after that, on May 23rd, 2014, is when Elliot decided to carry out his day of retribution. So it started out that morning. He had two roommates, George Chan and Cheng Young Hong, and he stabbed them to death inside his apartment. Well, what'd they do to I, I don't know. They weren't even girls. I, don't, I just, I don't know, man. I don't know. What'd they do? There was also a friend of theirs who just happened to be visiting there, Wei Han Wang, and he was also stabbed to death. So there's three, even, not even females. He just maybe was in berserker mode. After this, Elliot purchased coffee at a nearby coffee shop after stabbing three people to death. Then he drove back to his apartment building where he sat in his car and uploaded his final YouTube video from his laptop at 9.17 a.m. Is this that whole sociopath thing? Yes. Just the whole like, oh, I just killed three people and I'm going to go buy coffee. Yeah. He feels nothing. Mm. No remorse doesn't. It's just not built into him to, to feel regret. Remorse. And there's another thing that they could pick up on. You know, the women. They could probably somehow be like, not quite right. He could never <laughs> love me, and they were. They meant it. They meant it. You know. Yeah. I don't think a sociopath or a psychopath can love somebody. They can just feel the possession they, of somebody. I think they fake it. For, I mean, I guess. Oh, yeah. I guess they do. That's a whole. They'd have to. That's a whole thing. I have somewhere on my phone. I have this. The the characteristics of each, and they can feign emotions. They know what it looks like for people to have those emotions, and they can portray those. Well, the ones that don't want. kill, the, the ones that kill and they don't kill their own family, I mean, is it not really, you don't think it's like a traditional type of love? Do you think it's like a, it's mine, so I'm not going to damage I it? I do, yeah. I think it's possession. Yeah. It's more yeah. ownership. Hmm. Wow. Hi. Elliot Roger here. Well, this is my last video. It all has to come to this. Tomorrow. 
is the day of retribution. The day in which I will have my revenge against humanity, against all of you. For the last eight years of my life, ever since I've hit puberty, I've been forced to endure an existence of loneliness, rejection, and unfulfilled desires, all because girls have never been attracted to me. Girls gave their affection and sex and love to other men, but never to me. I'm 22 years old, and I'm still a virgin. I've never even kissed a girl. So some priest, some priest that has been, you know, in the parish or whatever in celibate for like 50 years is probably like, wah, wah, wah. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Yeah, that's true. That's true, man. I don't know. That's true. It's like your whole existence is based on, I mean, I get it. I felt bad for the guy. But his whole existence and, and, you know, sadness is because he can't hook up with some girl. I mean, really, that's what it is. I get that he's lonely and it sucks to be lonely. But you could join a D&D club or, or you could. <laughs> he was in could, a World of Warcraft yeah, already. Yeah, true. Yeah, I know. He probably had friends. I mean, but it was all about some girl. I, and I'm not, I wasn't making fun of D&D. I used to play that. But what I'm saying is you could do something. Mm-hmm. Get a network of friends and probably... In pursuing your the things that you love, you'll find someone yeah. that's going parallel right. with you. You know, it's like, hey, you like the same things. That's when you find someone that you, and for God's sakes, don't stare at them from the distance. That's not going to work. I got another solution. Prostitutes. Dude, you live <laughs> right you next to- You got all that money, especially. <laughs> yes. Go to LA. You could, you could get an escort- to do every parts of Vegas. Yeah, I, that's what I was gonna say. Just drive uh, to Vegas. It's a few yes. hours away. Yeah. Why? Why did he not? Don't kill a bunch of people. Drive to the Bunny Ranch. Yep. It's Seriously. legal there. Seriously. With the money you have, you could buy four girls to do everything you've ever dreamed of to you all at once. I don't think he knows what that is. <laughs> well, he probably wanted. He, if he probably done that, he maybe would have had a release, and then he'd be like, well, it's not all it's cracked up to be. Right. Exactly. Right. I mean, come on, man. So now I'll go do my World of Warcraft stuff. I Yeah. And even in the comments under these YouTube videos, a lot of people are like, why this guy just didn't go get a prostitute is beyond me. Yeah. Dude, if you want that bad, I don't know. I'm just saying. Hey, fellas, you know what? There's girls that play that game, too. Yeah. You know, you could play that and get into that and you you would find somebody that has a similar yeah bond go to a comic con across the nation it wouldn't matter you're rich you could go wherever you wanted exactly i don't know man it's just like this guy was his own worst enemy and he had he had decided the world was against him so that's the way it was going to be oh yeah yeah uh there's one more clip to play okay 20 minutes and 16 seconds if i can't have you girls i will destroy you it's gonna kill all girls (laughs) hear that laugh He's even laughing like a, a, a super villain. You denied villain. me a happy life. And in turn, I will deny all of you life. <laughs> it's only fair. I hate all of you. Humanity is a disgusting, wretched, depraved species. If I had it in my power, I would stop at nothing to reduce every single one of you to mountains of skulls and rivers of blood. Yeah. 
and rightfully so. I've seen Terminator 2, I think. Yeah, <laughs> that's it. That you deserve to be annihilated. Yeah, so there you go. It sounds like he just got into a movie script and, like, you know, took it to heart. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I, I pick up a lot of stuff from that. I, I can't think of... Yeah, but it is movie-ish for sure. I mean, he's like almost Dr. Evil there. Yeah. No, I'm worse than Dr. Evil. <laughs> Dr. Evil at least got Frau. He did. I'm late. Yeah. <laughs> now, you're, you're perfect. No, I mean I'm late. Okay. Yeah, man. So after this, he emailed his 107,000-word manifesto titled oh my, my Twisted World, The Story of Elliot Roger to 34 people. including his parents, therapists, teachers, and a few friends he briefly had in school. In it, Elliot revealed that he was a huge racist, talking about how furious he was to see a black guy get a pretty white girl that he couldn't get. He said he was descended from British aristocracy while this black man was descended from slaves. Why couldn't he get her? So, apart from being a misogynist asshole, he was also a racist Hmm. asshole. Yeah, that, that checks another box of why someone won't date you. Right. Yes. Race, oh, yeah, I might be racist. There goes some of the ladies you might be yeah. able to get, yep. you know? Well, yeah, a whole a whole section of the of the population. Some racist staring at you from the corner trying to put off the vibe. Yeah. Uh, it's not working. I only get a racist vibe from you. <laughs> Here's something else funny. You know, his mom, her name was Lee Chin. He's half Asian. He was super racist against Asians. Well, Self-hate. he, he uh, it's, I mean, it sounded like he murdered three of them. He did at his apartment. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Maybe that's why he did that, just because mm. he is racist. Maybe so. Because yeah, he went on and on in the manifesto about he was half white, like he clung to the half white, and and like the half Asian part was, I don't know, guy. This guy, it's a lot to unpack. <laughs> yeah. Well, Elliot then drove to his main target, the Alpha Phi. Is it Phi? I'm not a Yeah, oh yeah, guy. PHI. Yeah, the Alpha Phi sorority house located near his college. He knew the building was full of beautiful girls, and he wanted to kill them all. He beat on the front door for several minutes, but thankfully no one answered. And I could just imagine one of the girls probably looked out the window down at him and was just like, it's some angry-looking little guy. Like, I'm not answering the door. I don't know. For some reason, no one answered. He approaches everything wrong. He does. <laughs> Even the killing. He does. Yeah. So frustrated that no one opened the door, Elliot just turns around and starts to walk towards the street and then just starts randomly firing his gun at people just walking by. This is when 22-year-old Catherine Cooper and 19-year-old Veronica Weiss uh, were killed and a third person was injured. Meanwhile, Elliot's parents and therapist had discovered his final retribution video on YouTube and read part of his manifesto. They were freaked out, obviously, and immediately called the Santa Barbara PD before jumping in their car to race from L.A. to Santa Barbara. That's a very Hollywood-type thing, that while that's going on, they find the thing. You know, right? Isn't that weird? It's happening at the same time. Yeah. Yeah, it sounds like a show. Elliot's rampage had already begun, though, and there was nothing that could be done at this point. After the shootings outside Alpha Phi, Elliot got back in his BMW and drove down Pardal Road, firing into random storefronts as he went. This is when 20-year-old Christopher Michaels Martinez was struck and killed. As Elliot sped through town, he turned his BMW into a weapon, striking and injuring several other people while indiscriminately firing at pedestrians. Near Little Acorn Park, he was headed off by three officers, and a brief gunfight ensued. After being struck in the hip, Elliot managed to speed away. The last person he was able to injure was a cyclist he had swerved to hit, but after hitting the man, Elliot lost control and wrecked his car. 
As the police pulled up to the scene, Elliot Roger placed his pistol to his head and pulled the trigger. I knew he was going to do that. Ending I could have called that. Yeah. When it was done, six innocent people were dead and 14 were injured. Uh, Elliot still had three guns and 545 rounds oh, left. Oh, my gosh. When they uh, found also, him. it's California. Mm-hmm. How did he get that much ammunition and the guns in the first place? It was all legally purchased. Well, they could have stockpiled. I mean, I, I bet he was thinking about this for a long time, so he could have just slowly Over time. acquired it. That mm-hmm. would be true. Because I would like to think that... And look, I'm not... Well, we're not getting any into any gun debate no. thing, but I would I would say that if a guy showed up at a gun store and was like, "I need ten thousand rounds," I would have questions. Right? Yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. <laughs> I'm so, Going anyway. on a hunting trip. Yes. And also, the sad thing is, he sounds like the luckiest shot I've ever. Yeah. He practiced at the firing range. He may have been a decent shot. I don't know. But and then again. I know he he had like three. Was he or- shooting while driving though? Into yes, the, into the store. Oh that, yes, like you know, like the that's worse than texting while driving. <laughs> Very much worse. <laughs> Never shoot and drive. <laughs> you should get a ticket for that. I think there's surveillance video of that deli where everyone's standing and you know like holding their bags of chips and stuff, and then you see him just, just all drop random, just a random bullet come flying. Yeah, in. man. So anyway, yeah. Rest in peace to the six poor people that had to die because this guy. Uh, was deeply i mean he's mentally ill let's be honest um at the end of the day he just had some deep deep mental illness things going on it's kind of like why you shouldn't stare at the water it'll never boil if you stare at it so like if you're trying too hard to to get the girls you know just let it come to you Uh, yeah let them and be happy be content with your life and that contentment will bleed off and somebody will realize that and they'll want to hook up yep eventually yeah just be open to it sure that's our uh, dating advice from Dawn of Mantis. There we go. So is that the end of our mini? Yeah, that is. That's Number the 14. end of our long mini. All right. Yeah, the, the mini is going to be longer than the main episode. <laughs> no. Whatever. It's fine. Mini is just a name. It could be whatever. So That's anyway, right. thanks for listening. Good night. We love you. See ya.